the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. NDSU Athletics in the Twin Cities. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. Go Bison. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Washington State Governor Jay Inslee says kids need to be back at school. There is now, unfortunately, undeniably a mental health care crisis in our state regarding our youth. And so now is the time for our schools to return this option for in-person learning. And I'm taking action to make sure that students in all grades will have this option. And now Ensley says all schools need to open that option up for in-person learning by the end of April in his state. Colorado Governor Jared Polis says he's activated some National Guard troops ahead of this weekend's winter storm. That'll be about 50 uh, members of the Guard that will be able to assert, uh, assist with search and rescue, including with specialized vehicles for that purpose. Forecasters say a potentially crippling historic storm will pummel parts of the Rockies and High Plains over the weekend. This is SRN New. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. We're waiting. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Thank you very little. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Let's go while we're young. Okay, it all sounded kind of normal until I got the dolphin sound at the end. I'm not sure if that was Flipper or Day of the Dolphin. Um, and God, I was having such a talk about TV shows last night. Uh, I love foreign TV shows. And uh, I hadn't thought about the fact I haven't seen Day of the Dolphin in a long time. And it's like, it's it's on my list of of 
not very good movies that every once in a while I just kind of have to watch. I'm not sure why I watch it, but one of the scenes where the where the um, where the dolphins and the humans together plot to get the bad guys um, is one of the un- most unintentionally funny scenes I have ever seen. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to describe it. I just encourage you to watch it. Um, good morning, uh, King Banyan Show. I'm calling this day the anniversary of COVID show. Um, for a number of reasons. Um, not least of which the fact that we have a Fed meeting coming up on Wednesday. That meeting will include, uh, um, of course, the press conference. And I would argue this is probably the most consequential press conference that uh, uh, Chairman Powell will give over the next few over the next few uh, uh, years, uh, because. You've heard me say here on the show, and you're welcome to join us, 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477 is the number to call with questions or comments. You can you can reach out to us, of course, at uh, using the hashtag pound KBRS. I will find that on my Twitter feed. Um, and if you want to see the kinds of things we're, we're talking about, you can just go find my feed at Banyan Show at Banyan Show, and that would, in fact, uh, let you know kinds of things I want to talk about um, over the next couple hours. Just scroll through um, the, the the last particularly 48 to 72 hours of, of tweets that are there. Uh, from me, conversation happening. Uh, um, um, I'm not going to actually spend very much time on on the bill um, that uh, the law now that was signed by President Biden on Thursday. Um, I'm not going to spend much time on the um, on the um, decisions made regarding getting everybody uh, eligible for vaccine by May 1, except for this one point. It is a positive for the for the economy, and I think it's a positive for markets. When you go on social media and you see people complaining that they're still having to wait for vaccine, but other people are getting it and they're getting a little bit upset. A good friend of mine who's younger than me, but not by a lot, um, um, is kind of got a little crabby on on her social media this week saying where I see all these people who are younger than me, meaning younger than me as well, um, getting vaccine and I'm still waiting for my turn. Well, I think your turn is coming. And basically what, what president Biden, uh, announced Thursday night was we're going to offer, we're going to have vaccine available to everybody by May 1. If you've listened here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440, you know my view is, you know, had you let there be a private market for vaccines, my friend would not have had an issue. She simply could have gone to the nearby nearby uh, uh, nearby uh, uh, drugstore or called her clinic, and for perhaps a nominal fee to get in line she could have gotten her vaccine. My sister texted me just this morning. Um, She's down in South Carolina and her son is um, is in Massachusetts. Her son is very concerned about COVID, very concerned about her, his parents' health. Um, And actually on their behalf called a local drugstore near where his parents are, and is getting my sister and my brother-in-law a vaccine on Monday. Now, people are being very creative in how they figure out how to get around these things. Basic lesson here, since since uh, the introduction to the show, I, I don't know whose voice that is, Brian, but my guess is it's Alyssa, but I'm not positive whose voice that is, who, who says, you know, this is two hours of an economics lesson. First law of economics, markets tend to be 
tend to be, not always, tend to be very efficient in the allocation of goods and services. Markets, if, if I attach a voucher for five to ten dollars on onto each person, um, which the person getting giving the vaccine can remove and cash in with the government or with somebody else, or to buy more vaccine, um, I'm pretty sure that that the, those those clinics, those drug stores, heck, the WalMarts and the and the uh, and the Costco's and the CVS's and all of those, all of those are going to be able to get uh, a way to get vaccine to people. It should not require. It should not require. My my nephew calling stores in another state or or going online to store stores in another state. To hunt down a shot for his mom and dad. And I mean that. I mean that not to criticize him. I'm ever so grateful. I want my sister to be protected. She's in a state. South Carolina's a state. Where she's eligible to receive the vaccine. But that's the problem. The eligibility rules are fine. So I'm happy that President Biden says. Okay. Every adult should be able to get one by by May 1st, but because of how this is set up, they don't do the very next step, which is simply to say, say anyone can offer it. No, what what the, what President Biden said is the governors and the states have to work out how to make that happen. He he didn't make the vaccine available to you. He told the governors to make the vaccine available to you so that anybody young or old, regardless of health status, can get the vaccine by May 1. Now, I, I, my, my point isn't that, that a particular governor is doing a good job with this or a bad job with this. I work in a state university uh, in some states state you know university personnel are treated the same as as uh k through 12 teachers it is not true in minnesota i can tell you as a, an administrator in a, a, an institution of higher education our faculty and staff are sort of like looking at those other states that are where they do get preference and i'm saying why why am i not getting it why am i not being treated as well as 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 uh, higher ed professionals in such and such a state, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what states Massachusetts is where where my nephew is is not, but I believe New Hampshire does vaccinate their their higher ed uh, employees, uh, which is my home state. Um, that's I only mention that because that's you wonder why New Hampshire sounds random. No, I still get I still get a New Hampshire newspaper online. Um, so I'm kind of, I, I, my point is you should be able to get the vaccine. We know the cost of these vaccines, the most expensive one is less than $50 to produce a dose. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine cost of production is about $4 a dose. Why wouldn't you just let people go ahead and buy it? Well, it's not fair. What about people who are poor and can't really afford it? Fine. Give them a voucher and tell tell anyone that gives them the shot, you can return that voucher and get $20 from the government. And then you can turn around and go buy vaccine. I don't know. $20 is just a number I picked out of the air. It could be could be $50. I mean, do the math, right? You've got 250 million people who need to get vaccinated, right? Suppose I hand everybody, uh, suppose I give everybody a voucher for 50 bucks. Okay, that's gonna be $100, $100 for the for the round. We'll assume we're gonna give them the second shot. There's the first dose, first dose is first thing. I'm not interested in that at the second. We could, we could have that discussion. People could choose. We could just tell people, we think the second dose would be better for you, but if you decide not to do that, keep your money. 
um, because because it'll be okay. Um, do the math. Hundred shot, a uh, hundred bucks for 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 treatment for for 250 million adults in the United States. That's $25 billion. Okay. Check me on this, my engineering, my engineering listeners. That's $25 billion. We just spent $1.9 trillion. We just spent $1.9 trillion. Why not? Why not? I mean, you paid for the vaccines. They're out there. Give somebody an incentive of $100 for every person you treat. And send vaccine out to them just as fast as you can. And I think this thing all gets worked out. But I to go back to my original point, as long as the quantity demanded is greater than the quantity being supplied, you'll notice I use precise economics terms there. As long as the quantity demanded is greater than quantity supplied, this is good for us. It means every time we see news that there's more vaccine being produced, as soon as we find out that maybe the United States is going to is going to approve Novavax or AstraZeneca to add to the flow of the three vaccines that are out there. If that's what they do, things are going to get better faster. So if your if your social media feed has people saying, "Doggone it, I see these younger people getting vaccine. I don't know why I'm not getting the vaccine." Well, there is a reason. They in Minnesota, at least, if you have if you have certain health conditions, you get priority, and that's been determined. And if you don't like those priorities, well, take a look at the take a look at the uh, research that's out there that suggests those with those particular conditions are more likely to die from it. Now, I could have a discussion with you about whether that's the way you should be handing the vaccines, because frankly, for me, who should get the vaccines are people who are out in public a lot, who have the potential to be super spreaders. We need them to get the vaccine first, rather than you or me. But set that aside, Okay, because it's kind of hard to predict who's a super spreader and who isn't. Okay, um, I like I like that they're doing that. I hope the governors are able to deliver, and I hope the governors are given the freedom to deliver it in the best way they can. And maybe one or two of them might harness markets to make it happen. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. <laughs> over zany sound effect we were gonna write something flashy about streaming us at radio.com but considering how easy it is to do we'll keep it simple too listen to the biz 1440 on the free radio.com app maybe you've heard about metashare and you know what it is it's the affordable alternative to health insurance but you've wondered can i really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills and the answer is an emphatic yes you can you can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services, you get a huge network of doctors, you get great customer support, and you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Intelligent Radio, online at am1280thepatriot.com. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Miller Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio. They go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Thank you so very much for listening today. Beautiful sunny day. This is uh, the one year, it's approximately the one year anniversary of COVID. Um, and I'm going to get to the to the economics part. I, we've got a Federal Reserve meeting coming up on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week that, as I said at the at the top of the hour, um here on the biz 1440 this is probably it has a chance to be the most consequential uh news conference of uh chair uh, powell's tenure at the fed um because markets have gotten have either in one set of views gotten way ahead of the story regarding inflation or on the other hand are signaling that high levels of debt are are promising us inflation going forward and there's consternation in the marketplace and so forth we're beginning to see fairly big moves switches where one day the dow's up and the nasdaq's down and the next day it goes in the opposite direction almost exactly a year ago you had kind of the same thing now markets went up and down together you didn't get these this rotation between growth stocks and value stocks growth stocks are are probably more correlated with the nasdaq index value stocks are probably more correlated with the dow uh 30 industrials um my my wife tells my wife told me some years ago my i if you're new to the show here on the Biz 1440, my wife long ago, back in the 90s, tried her hand for about 15 months at day trading. Um, eventually decided, eventually decided after some early successes that it was really hard work. She was very uncomfortable and said, "You know what? I really don't think this is where I, I don't think this is where I want to spend my time." We unwound everything, and and she ended up clearing clearing a five-figure profit from it but uh um given that i'd only given her about twenty thousand dollars as a as a as a stake um i don't think it was you know she she did well she did she did fine but she says i watch the dow she, and she's always said i watch the dow she doesn't watch nasdaq so she's when she's watching to say hey markets are getting high well markets are getting low i know that she's looking at value stocks and that's happening right now I remind people back a year ago, you saw four-digit moves in all of the, you know, in the NASDAQ. Well, not four-digit moves in the NASDAQ, but you saw four-digit moves in the Dow up and down that were confirmed by the same moves in the in the NASDAQ. There was no safe harbor. You were simply jammed into, if you were in the stock market, you were hammered for about 30 days. Now, approximately three weeks ago, three three weeks ago uh, in 2020, so 
I want to say it was February 20th of 2020, I gave my previous year's um, quarterly business, uh, excuse me, economic outlook for the St. Cloud area. We did it in a hall. We had people gathered around us. So we had people around us. Uh, we had uh, we had flown in people from outside of the area. Um, and I'm sitting in, I'm sitting there and the typical way we do this is we use we bring in someone to talk about a national forecast and then we have someone talk about the state forecast and then we have someone to talk about the the local forecast. So I had my I had my I had my national speaker, my state speaker go up before me and neither of them had mentioned covid. And here I've got a bunch of things on my slide to talk about covid which I had been watching since early January. And part of that probably is because I listen a lot to our friends over on AM 12A, The Patriot, not just not just my, my good local friends uh, from the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Mitch Berg and uh, Brad Carlson, but I listen a lot to Hugh Hewitt. I listen sometimes to Dennis Prager. Um, I probably don't listen to much else. Uh, um, I, I, I probably don't miss, listen to the other shows nearly enough to talk about. But I listened to Hugh pretty much every morning, and he had spent all of January hammering COVID in China. And I'm reading, and I'm reading, and it was just in that week, around the middle of, of February, that you saw the outbreak in Europe, and you realize that it escaped China. And once it escaped China, it was pretty clear it was going to come here. Um, and 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 so we've spent the last year basically trying to figure out going going through these various waves last last night i was listening to uh uh scott gottlieb he's the former director of the food and drug administration during the trump administration um he is uh part of the pfizer board of directors uh he is um and um he's a pretty sharp guy and he warns us about what might be coming forward. And I want you to play for me, Brian's uh, cut number one, please. I think we need to be concerned about it. I think we're in a different situation here in the United States. We're a couple of months ahead of Europe in terms of population-wide immunity uh, in, with respect to some of the countries, but certainly with respect to the pace of vaccination. So I think that there is more, more population-level immunity in the, in the population here in the United States. So we don't face the same risk. But we do face a risk that as we relax our measures, as people stop wearing masks, start engaging in more activity, um, you're going to see a resurgence in infection. We're already seeing it. That doesn't mean that we're going to have a fourth wave of infection. I don't believe we will. But you could see a stalling in the declining cases, certainly on a regional basis. I think we're seeing some of that in New York and New Jersey. I don't think it's going to happen on a national basis. But hopefully the vaccine, the pace of vaccinations is quick enough that it's going to offset a real significant stall and certainly an uptick in, in the rates of infection. And I think that's why um as Gottlieb was pointing out elsewhere in the, there and they bring he's a CNBC contributor so he was all over the news uh in the last 48 hours over there and i i i certainly believe that that watching these numbers and the fact that we're we're administering 2 million shots a day um at this point we're we've we've really gone way beyond where we thought where we thought uh and where uh the the biden administration actually under promised delivery of the vaccine um i think we're i think we're doing very well and i think i think the instinct was right from president biden to say you know what we just need to open it up and everyone that wants to get a shot should get it and we should get it by may 1. i agree with our listener don on on twitter at hashtag pound kbrs who says we don't want the federal government setting the rules to shots and not to arms delegate to states and to counties and to local governments and let them handle their individual uh, uh, situations. states counties and cities are all different from one another don i would go further i think you should be able to buy them in the private market okay but what what president biden did was basically say there's not going to be a private market because he's directing the governors to make sure that they can do that. And the governors can simply turn around and look at their counties and say, hey, counties, figure it out. Here's the, here's the, here's the rule set. Here's how, we'll get, here's how we'll get vaccine from the airport to your local health centers. Um, okay, 
work it out. So I think, in fact, that part's going to happen. I just think there should have been a private market analog alongside uh, the public health system to allow people who say, you know what, I'm in a career where, you know, as I've pointed out, when the limit was you can't get the shot if you're under 65, I'm like, man, sucks to be 64. Right? You're just on the wrong side of the line. Too bad to be you. Now, in my case, I don't worry too much. I work in an office where I can be a good 20 feet from anybody else. I do not. All my meetings can happen online. But if I was a 64-year-old, uh, if I was a 64-year-old running a restaurant or a gym or or working as a chiropractor, um, I'd want that shot. And I might be willing to pay for it. And that's not being allowed right now. Uh, and I think that's a problem. <laughs> that, that'd be my point to that. And, I, and, and having had significant correspondence with Don on Twitter, I'm pretty sure he will agree with me on this. Um, uh, that that's what should that that's probably what should happen. But I believe this is why I believe that the economy is in the phase of picking up. And even though I do think I was watching yesterday, we had. We postponed our fall commencement for our students, about 400 plus of our, close to 500 of our students who graduated in fall of 2020. We were not able to hold an in-person commencement exercise for them in December because of the level of community spread at that time. So we just said, We'll get to you. We're just going to wait a few months until we think the rates are going down. So we set the. So in in January we said we're going to try to do it during spring break, when we don't have other students around, so that we we can kind of just have the campus just be for them. Uh, and so we did it yesterday, um, and it was great. But one of the things I noticed was unlike when we did this in May, and we did in May of 2020. People were a little more relaxed. There wasn't very a whole lot of nervousness. Uh, some people, when we take pictures of students receiving their, their diplomas, we have them separated, sitting with a backdrop. We tell them, you can take your mask off to have your picture taken. You don't need that to be in your picture. The picture they get when they receive the diploma, they're masked. But when they go to take that other picture, they're not masked. And you can just see the level of relaxation happening. And I do think you're, this is going to mean some increases in, in um, you're going to see some increase in cases going forward. But I don't, I, don't, I don't see it stopping this huge growth we're seeing in the economy at this time. When we come back, I want to run you through some of the data of the week to just tell you things are going really well in this economy right now. You, you actually you actually need to know this to understand why what the Fed's doing this week is going to be is potentially going to throw even more fuel on a fire that I think is raging already. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. And indeed there would be time But in the cold light I live To love and adore you It's hard Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. 
If you, a family member, or loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Welcome back. King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Thank you so much for listening today. Ah, so, I am, no, I have not found that. I will, I will get back to that. I got to, I got to tell you more. Supernar next week, okay? Next Saturday, a four-hour extravaganza, Okay. We're getting the band back together. And you're going to want to be there. We'll talk about that and just, we'll talk about that after the next break. But uh, first, let me take you through the data of the week just to tell you what's happening. Look, one way to tell that the market is, is improving has been an increase in interest rates. And I've not, I've not said, I don't believe I've said on this show. And I, if I have, then I, w- I made a mistake and need to fix it. There is not the case that the increase of the yield curve, the, okay, we talked about this on the show already, the, sl- the, the difference in the rate on a 30-year bond or a 10-year bond versus a two-year bond or a 90-day bond, um, that spread has increased, that long rate has gone up. That does not necessarily mean that the economy is doing that the that the economy is about to experience rampant inflation. The rates aren't high enough, uh, and so forth. It is an indication that the economy is at least reflating, meaning that that inflation that we experienced that excuse me deflation that we experienced a year ago now is being reversed in this period. That's why the Fed has been very clear in trying to say, and I, 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 I get this about what they're trying to say. I'm worried about its longer term impacts, but for the next few months, the average inflation targeting framework that the Fed has identified actually makes sense because you're about to go through a period in which um, because of the deflation that happened, the year to year levels of inflation are about to look way more than 2%. And that will correct by the time you get to July and August. And so when the Fed says it wants it, it's willing to let some overrun happen, it's not only talking about this, but this is the first hurdle. We're going to have to get through a period where the actual inflation rate is going to run above 3%, I think, 
the actual year-over-year -year inflation numbers will run above 3% and then recede. The biggest indicator of that would have been looking at the uh, producer price index data for February, which came out this past week. Um, half a percent on the headline number, two, two tenths of on the core number, which is exactly as expected. So year over year, uh, headline 2.8% growth, core 2.5% growth. Um, there was a, okay, there, that was, if you look at processed goods, these are the intermediate inputs. So if you're taking steel and turning it to pipe before the pipe then goes into a construction process, prog, uh, a construction site, uh, then this is the cost of the pipe or this is the cost of the framing lumber. Okay, all of those have had significant increases. Um, those those process goods rose 2.7% month over month, not year over year, month over month. A 1.7% increase in January, a 1.4% increase in December. Do the math, add add that up, or actually you, you have to do, there's there's some compounding going on in there, but it's probably, it's pretty close to almost a 6% growth rate, all right, in the last three months in those prices, okay? If you leave out the volatile food and energy areas, 1.8% uh, prices rose 1.8% for the second month after a 1.2% jump in in December. Unprocessed goods before the before the uh, before the production change, the prices spiked 4.3% and 4.3% uh, uh, and and so on. The bottlenecks in the supply process are evident at this point, which makes the inflation story a little bit harder. But it's also the sign that the economy is is growing. Okay, um, ref um, refinancings got hit. I think you would have heard our friends on Real Estate Chalk Talk talk about this again over the last month. The average 30-year mortgage rate is up 30 basis points, three-tenths of 1%. So you're beginning to see purchases fall. You're beginning to see, you're beginning to see uh, refinancing fall. But here's, here's the thing. It's okay because there's so little inventory right now. All of this has come about, in my view, from the fact that more and more people want to own homes. They want to get out of apartments. They want to be someplace that's a little bit more removed. They have a little more space, a little bit more physical distance from others. They realize they're going to spend more time in their home, so the home they want to spend time in needs to be nicer. You can see that, though, also in the information on the consumer confidence numbers. It was just a blowout number. Of 83, it was uh, expected expected number was 78.5, up from 76.8 the previous month. Huge gain there, huge gain in, in consumer confidence. Um, uh, everyone knows that uh, one of uh, King Banyan's favorite uh, indicators is the JOLTS, uh, job openings and later labor labor turnover survey. Uh, there are now approximately seven million jobs available in the economy. The problem is finding people to take them. We still have, as we talked about on Job Saturday last week here on the Biz 1440, we had we had a drop off in the number of people participating in the labor force. This could be people staying home because because of caring for children. Although, if you want to use the sort of the shorthand, well, that means that more women will be out of the labor force than men, or the change for women will be different than the change for men. You won't find that in the data. You won't find that. That's about the same. I think it's likely, and we don't have as good information on this you know, on a near-term basis, that the labor force participation among 55-plus has probably dropped off a fair amount because, of course, that's the population that is more at risk from COVID than teens and 20-somethings. 
And so it's more likely that they're the ones making the calculation to step out of the labor force. You have people who are who have uh, compromised immune systems. They are going to make the choice to step out of the labor force if they're unable to work from home. Um, and that impact is rippling through the economy. I was amazed by this announcement from Target that work from home is here to stay. Um, uh, and so the downtown headquarters in Minneapolis for Target is going to keep away for a while. I believe, and I think I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the show last week or not, it's, but it's such a good point. I'll make it again if I did make it last week. Those businesses that go back to that pre-COVID way of working might find an advantage. I've talked, and I know I've talked about this on the show before, I've talked to people who are in engineering, uh, and they say, almost to a person, that meetings on the internet do not produce the kinds of aha moments, the discoveries, the inventions that happen when you've got a group of them in a room together talking and being spontaneous and, and so forth is a very different communication style that works in works in the online world versus works in a in a boardroom or in a in a conference room i think that's a very important issue for these businesses i think target may be doing this for a while but i would tell people don't just because target says that's what it's doing in march of 2021 doesn't mean that that's what they're going to still be doing in March of 2022. When they let the lease go, that's when, or they sell the building, that's when I expect that we'll we'll see something different. Yeah, you're going to see more people work from home. There's no question about that. But right now, I think that's sort of uh, if you think about if you think about the marketing cycle, I think we're at we're at peak work from home at this particular moment and i think it recedes over the next six to nine months people are going to want to come back and have their aha moments together people are going to want to be in a space together i i you know i'm beginning to start looking at when can i do something where i can tell people okay <clears throat> under these rules i'm going to put out some food on individual plates you can walk into the room and get a plate you can take it back to your office but if you happen to see one of your colleagues in the hallway you're wearing your mask you can you can visit for a couple of minutes i gotta tell you what i hear from my from my folks is yeah that sounds great i'd really like to do that and i think there'll be more of this going forward back in a few moments you're listening to the king banging show on the biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. I got into an accident on my way home from work one day, and my car was totaled. Hi, I'm Diana from Shoreview. So the rental that I was given was an Elantra. So I was like, I like this car. I want to go find an Elantra. I'm a first-time car shopper, and I had to do it all by myself because I don't have any family around. I was very scared walking into it because I always hear those cliches about car shopping. When I first walked through the doors at Invergrove Hyundai, they greeted me with a smile and they seemed like very genuinely kind people. I was surprised at how painless the process was. If you're looking for a great deal on a car and an excellent care team, I highly recommend Invergrove Hyundai. Get up to $3,500 cash back or 0% financing for up to 60 months with $1,500 cash back on the 2021 Tucson. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. InvergroveHyundai.com. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. 
No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to the Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Welcome back. King Daniel Show, The Biz 1440. Happy sunny Saturday to you. Uh, I get a little 5K race this afternoon. And it's just sort of a sign of, of of the times. We, you know, normally I never get to run the the five Ks in the area because this show is a nine to eleven a.m. on Saturdays, and almost everyone runs their running events on Saturday mornings. Um, this five K is letting people come in uh, and 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 go out onto the course in a staggered fashion. So they've got they've got uh, start times from eight a.m. through four p.m. So. I'm going to go home from here, uh, have a very light lunch, throw on the running clothes, and go join my sister-in-law and have us have us um, uh, about, I don't know, hopefully only 30 minutes of of, uh, of fun running around. Uh, she can run faster than me. She'll probably, she'll probably dust me. Uh, but what the heck, it'll be fun. Uh, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. Uh, this one-year anniversary of COVID has produced, I think now, an economy that's poised to grow again. But those costs are still out there. I thought this was interesting. I want to, I want to grab uh, uh, this this second cut. Um, this was from Chuck Todd on Meet the Press Daily. Um, I, I believe this is from the Daily. I don't think this is from. Uh, I don't think this is uh, the Sunday Show. Uh, but uh, Chuck Todd trying to sum up the cost of the year-long shutdown. Go ahead, play that cut too. For instance, beginning in March of last year, 31% of those 18 or older found themselves working from home due to the COVID outbreak. That was according to MRI Simmons. Well, get this, half of them now say they will continue working from home after the pandemic ends. That means cafes near work may be empty, buses and trains could stand idle. Fewer stops on subways. Daily habits could change. This is largely a service industry recession this year. And many of those service jobs, they may never come back. In total, about 9.6 million fewer Americans were employed this January compared to a year ago, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And more than 8.7 million of those jobs were in the service industry. Yeah. They are, because how we want to be served changed in March of a year ago. I remember, I think I talked, I'm certain I've talked about this. When the governor, when the governor, when Governor Walls announced that uh, they were going to close restaurants and and bars, gyms and, and salons and barbers and so forth, I am one of about seven clients in the in my gym um 
and I had just finished my tr working with my trainer and was on, was on, was on, uh, I think a treadmill, tr maybe an elliptical cooling down. Um, and, um, and, uh, my trainer comes over and says, well, I guess this is kind of goodbye. I looked at like, well, for a while, I'll see you later. I haven't been back. I haven't been back. What did I do instead? I mean, cause yeah, I, I was, I was about five, six pounds lighter then than I am right now. Um, I'd like to think most of that, that that's on me now is muscle. I, cause what did I do? I went out and bought weights. Uh, I bought, uh, I bought some, um, uh, some bands, uh, and, um, and the best part was putting some, putting some, uh, floor, put in some, uh, padded flooring for the basement, which is, which is, was otherwise, uh, exposed concrete. Um, I didn't want to exercise on concrete. So I put in, I put in about a three eighths inch pad, uh, that's meant to be for, for gym flooring. Um, I put in a bench. I've got, I, I don't have a, I don't have a barbell yet, but I've got dumbbells that go up to about 20, go up to 20 pounds. I've got kettlebells. I got all that. That's been a lot of the growth that you've seen in the second half of the year. Yeah. The service sector has changed, but the, but the good sector came through because we changed how we wanted to be served and markets do that. Markets adjust to provide us the goods and services we want, motivated by a profit and loss system. And the profit and loss system motivated motivated lots of people to produce more of the things that we could do. Sporting goods stores have seen huge surges in traffic as people have realized their need they're going to need to go outside to do to do things because they can't, they're not going to be able to go inside to do them. And that has been the nature of this expansion, and it is going to continue. But yeah, it's a service-side recession, and it makes it unlike all the other recessions, which makes me wonder how everyone's using examples from, from years ago to tell me, well, this, this recovery will look like this recovery. It's like, no, you've never had a supply-side shock that hits the service sector as a recession. I can't name you another one. I simply cannot name you another one. Stop telling me it's going to be like the other ones. It's not. This one really is going to be different. We'll talk about that right after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. 
or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. 